Welcome to the Pathways to Profitability podcast. Personal tales of business success, where we hear local business owners' personal stories of their trials and tribulations that got them to where they are today. Here's your host, Cheryl Mucha, CEO of CFO Your Way. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in, not only to this episode, but our library of episodes that can be found on the website, Pathways to Profitability. I am super excited for our conversation today with Kat Fry from Oxygen Coaching Group. Kat, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. So I like to just give our audience a little bit of a background of who Kat is and a little bit about Oxygen Coaching. Then we'll get into the details and see what the conversation leads us. Sounds like a great plan. Well, my name is Kat and I am the owner and founder of Oxygen Coaching Group, which is an amazing group of individuals who coaches and trains organizations all over the world. We are here to help businesses that think they need coaching and training, but aren't really sure how that fits in their model. And what has always made us different is that a lot of coaches and trainers want your business to fit in their training model, but we made a model that we fit in yours. We come and help you grow, which has actually given us a huge boost of success. So we love it. That's exciting because there are so many. I know there's so many models out there and business owners are sometimes set in their ways and and have a, a preconceived vision of what it should be. So that's beautiful that you fit their model and are able to coach them and bring them to the success that they're looking for. Yeah, it's been a great shift and people have really received us well. So we're enjoying the journey. Great. So let's talk about the journey. So let's talk about your journey first, a little bit about what you did before starting the business and what was the the push or the impetus that made you take that jump and, and become an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think that the interesting part about being an owner is you know, you find that one little piece that really kind of gets under your skin and you're like, I think I can fix that, right? You have the entrepreneurial bug and I had been in sales and I'm actually a really good salesperson. I saw a ton of success and then I got into the training world for another organization and it just didn't sit right with me that people needed help. They needed someone who had been an owner themselves so every kind of role that I had held needed someone who had entrepreneurial experience. And my parents had been entrepreneurs. My ex-husband and I had been entrepreneurs. I was a successful salesperson, but they needed someone who was willing to share their failures and not push them in a way that was uncomfortable for them, but they just needed authentic advice. And so, of course, the bug was in me. So I jumped out there and said, you know what? I think we can do this. And we've stumbled a lot, but I Don't saw we all? But it's part of the journey, right? Figuring it out as we go along. Yeah, but I was willing to tell people, you know, this didn't work for me. I, I am not immune to failure. And by the way, I learned the most from failure. And so that's kind of how I got started. Kind of like we all do, right? We find that one thing where like, I can do that better. Or I feel like this needs to be fixed. Let's just figure it out. And I didn't have all the answers, but I just took a leap. You know, my dad used to say, well, where, where can you risk? Where can you stretch? Like, and I just did it. I really didn't even have a plan. I just kind of like leaped and, and did it. And, you know, here but, we are. But I'm sure it was at a point in your life 
because we're all like when we take that leap, any entrepreneur who takes that leap is at a point in their life where they're okay, I have the experience, I have the knowledge, I have this vision and know that I can make a difference out there in the world. And that's interesting. I have asked people specifically, we do a lot of work with female entrepreneurs. It's not the only work we do, but I have a sweet spot in my heart for other female entrepreneurs. I ask them often, who told you you were good at what you do? And very often entrepreneurs, female, male, whatever, you know, however you see yourself there, they say, no, no one, no one told me that. I, I just, I did it. And I think that we get to a point where we start to realize that people have not necessarily told us we're good at what we do, but they've come to us saying, how do you do what you do? I need your advice. I need what you have in your brain. And it had happened to me enough times. I was working for someone else and they were coming to me rather than people who I had held in a pedestal saying, we need what you know. And I think that that affirmation, when you start to receive it enough times, you're like, wait a minute, what, what am I doing? Right. When did I become a mentor? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe for some, it, it takes a little bit longer when the, no, you're not good enough. And wait a minute, you're the one where you get advice from, you know, like where does that everyone starts coming to you? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's not a clear, you know, oh, you're good at this. You should do that. But it's that own internal battle that we're fighting with ourselves. And again, that's not that thing. We don't learn in school. I don't care whether you've gotten a PhD or you have five master's degrees or that's an internal struggle that you fight to determine, okay, now I'm ready. Now I have enough inside. And those are the experiences Mm -hmm. that we're talking about, being able to really step out and go, okay, I've got the guts. I'm ready to risk. And that's not an age. That's not an education. That's not a time and place. Exactly. My kids are both older. They both graduated from high school. They're college. You know that I have a son. He'd probably do it today. I have a daughter. She might be older. I was, you know, in my 30s. There's some people. I know a woman that's in an orphan group of mine. She does grandmapreneurs. She's great. So it's different for everybody, but you just have to know. You have to, you know, have those life experiences. Great. So we just mentioned really briefly about mentorship. Was there someone in your life that was a mentor to you or someone that you relied on to gain that knowledge and gave you that comfort when it was time? So the word comfort is a good one. I don't know that I've ever been comfortable. And if I get comfortable, I probably, my kids call it the fire upheaval around here. Probably the most, I will use the word influential person in terms of business for me was myself. He was an extremely successful entrepreneur, and I met him later in life and for a very short window. However, he never let me just think inside my box. And his willingness to always push me to think from a different perspective or think outside the box has never, ever served me wrong. To be able to see things from someone else's perspective or see something differently in case I was missing something or in case I needed to think bigger, stretch, risk. There's never a time where looking outside the box is bad. And that, again, is a skill that we don't necessarily teach kids in school. We don't teach it. And you don't get that out of a book. I tell a story very often uh, when when he was alive, my, my children were babies. 
toddlers, he would jingle the change in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like if my kids had the change from cashing out at breakfast or uh, their tooth fairy money, he would teach my kids that, do you want to swap the money in Papa's pocket for the money you have in your hand? You know, and like sometimes my dad would have changed uh, or kept paid the bill at breakfast. My kids would be here like, they have like 20 bucks in their hand, you know, for a four-year-old, that's a lot. Did they want to listen to what Papa had in his pocket to swap? And a four-year-old doesn't understand risk or stretch. And even then, his thought on that that kind of lesson, that life lesson was being ingrained in my children. And even now you see it, you know, like I said, they're both out of high school, they're college. If you say to them, are you risking? Where are you stretching? Where are you learning? My kids both, you know, the look on their face, they're like, okay, it's our Papa. You know, what would our Papa do? And so I think that that lesson has never served me wrong. And he's been gone for quite a few years now, but that is probably the most influential thing that has always served me well, life, business, parenting, like all the things. Right. And that's beautiful because something, a concept so simple, change in a pocket, jingling, right? Right. Yeah. What a great life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. It gives me chills to tell you the story. I love talking about him. He sits in my office, right? Like I always tell people, my dad's sitting on my shoulder. I'm not sure if I'm listening to him or he's speaking through me or whatnot, but you know, he's tapping me a little bit, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. But you know, like when you talk about somebody who has had a national company and very technologically forward and you know, his experiences alone, like he would say things to me about my business. I'd be like, are you crazy? And then man, if he wasn't right, you know, and so even in our own coaching, you know, when I say something to you, one of the things that we talk about very often here at Oxygen is someone who's further down the path than you are will never judge your journey because we've been through something that you may not understand in your business yet, or whether it's how your business is affecting your personal life or your, your kids or your employees or hiring or firing or cutting budgets, whatever it is. Because we're further down the journey. So when you get to a point where you're feeling judgment, that is most likely someone who is unwilling to make the decisions that you're doing, put themselves in your shoes, or even make some of the decisions that you're doing. So when judgment comes upon you and you're feeling bombarded, take a look at the people who are saying what they're saying. Are they scared for you? Are they someone who would never risk like you do? Are they someone who never has the guts to do what you're about to do or doesn't think like you? And then go find someone who is willing to mentor you or ask advice of someone who is further down the path than you. And in that case, you know, that was a lot of what my dad was doing for me. He was way further down the path than me, both in business ownership, age, you know, all the things because he's your dad. Right. And just giving you perspective, even though you're looking at them going, are you crazy? Because nine times out of 10, they already know how insane the outcome is and gosh darn it if they're not right. So yeah. And, and they're done that is kind of it too. Like they're further. And I love the the imagery of journey, path and journey. Like that's my life. I'm like all about the path ahead of me. But they they know, they experienced it. They have insight into it. And it's a beautiful thing. To have someone there that can reflect it back on you and give you the the insight, the pat on the back, the it's going to be okay, even if you stumble and it's fall a- at some point. The, yeah. the wisdom, yeah. 
And, and it's okay if you stumble. Brush yourself off, get back up, and put the right foot in front of the left. Yeah, for sure. I, and I think that that analogy is, it's frequent. We are very familiar with that analogy, right? That going right. forward piece. What we don't give enough credit to is the people who are not even on the path that we right. give a lot of credit to. The people who are the squawkers that you're listening to business advice from who have never owned a business. They've never run a P&L. They've never hired someone. They've never made a bad hire. They've never made a good fire. They've never terminated someone, right? right. And ironically, that's one of the things that make our coaches super influential here at Oxygen. One of the things we hear often is very rarely do you hear of a coaching group that is multiple coaches like we are. And one of the reasons why we have expanded the way that we have is because all of the coaches on my staff have at some point been an owner. Every one of us have run a P&L. Every one of us has hired. Every one of us has fired. So if we make the recommendation that you need to terminate, we know what that feels like. We know what it makes another person feel like and what it makes you feel like to sit across the desk and take someone's job from them. Right. Because that's not, that's not a light decision, right? We right. know what it's like to look at your P&L and pay everyone else first and you not get a paycheck. And again, this is one of the things that makes us very different here at Oxygen than other companies, because very rarely do you see a coach being more than a solopreneur. It's usually just kind of one person organization. And we would not be being our own best students if we did not know what it was like to implement some of the pieces that we give advice for. Oh yeah, go fire that person. But we don't know what that's like. Wow, that would be shady. You know, oh, well, you know, have that, hire an accountant, pay for this service, do this, do that. Wow, that just doesn't sit right with me. So all of our coaches at some point in their career have owned a business and done some of the in the trenches work and know what it's like to really get down and dirty. And, and they give really great advice, at right. least in my opinion, they do. Right. And there's so much more like just the firing example. There's so much more than just being in front of that person and saying, today's your last day working here. There's the pre-emotion, there's the during emotion, there's the post-emotion, there's the how to communicate, how to answer questions. Like, And if you haven't experienced that, how can you coach on it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm really proud of my team, you know, and in turn, we relive all of those emotions with right. you. So we have a very personal relationship with our people and we get to know your teams as well. You know, while we are an executive coaching organization, we in turn coach your teams. We know and love your people just like you do because we are detached enough that they will tell us things that maybe you don't know. We right. will teach them things that maybe they don't want to learn from you. But at the same time, your teams that, you know, we love them. We are in the trenches with them and their successes are our successes and their failures are ones that we want to learn with you, you know, just right alongside. But it's a passion project for me. But at the same time, you know, I'm a mama at heart, so I want to love on them all. And that's <laughs> kind of my gig and my team kind of guys probably don't want me to tell them that they're mamas. But, you know, like that's how we do. And a lot of us, we coach young people as well right. because our coaching pieces that go in a business world 
my head trainer coaches varsity soccer and varsity track. I used to be a varsity swim and dive coach. I'm in coaching sixth, seventh, and eighth grade girls on the run now, you know, because the young people, not only are we pouring into the community, but they teach us so much. Even in that coaching role for six and seven-year-olds, there's so much outside of the game to be taught and learned. What they need as young people is the same skill that we want them to have as adults. Right. Exactly. The sport is the byproduct. Right. And yeah, so the trophy at the learn, end of the season is, yeah. Right. We're learning as coaches. We're humbled by the situation that these kids are pouring back into us. We're then praying to God that by the time they're adults, we're doing less work. <laughs> you know, we're, but it, it makes us better in the business world, us putting back into the community. It's a culture that we have here that was accidental, but it just happens mm-hmm. to be something that we do. It's great. And I love when you say like your intimate relationship with your clients and their wins are your wins and their struggles are your struggles as a one level removed from the organization, obviously, because you're outside of the organization, you're not an employee of the organization, but you take that relationship so personally. Sure. Yeah, because one of the things that when we start coaching you, right, we get that one-on-one interaction and we really want to help you. One of the things that the pandemic did for everyone, no matter what industry that you're in or no matter what type of company, size of company, whatever it did, it took the line that we all ran, go to work, go home, go to work, go home. It took that line and it great. In fact, in some cases, it eliminated it. And so we as individuals, we had to get right with our own crap. And our model prior to the pandemic was we coached you individually and we trained you as an organization. And eventually those two things made you better at home, better at work. And now the ability to really kind of be authentic in both places. I mean, we didn't even know that the pandemic was going to happen, but you were able to call for coaching. You were able to, when it got rough that you had kids going to school at home, remote school and remote work, and you couldn't get it done. You weren't meeting your goals. Or by the way, you wanted to lose it because your dog was barking in the middle of one of your calls or, you know, whatever it was, and you could call and decompress. We began to know things about our clients that we have an amazing amount life coaching skills in our on-demand coaches. And so the relationship that we have with you is one of success and and we want to see you succeed. And we know things that make that relationship even more ingrained. So I'm going to pivot a little bit because you brought up the pandemic, but how did you see your clients or new clients coming to you? What were their struggles when the pandemic hit, you know, the whole world was in this, this chaos, this uproar. What do we do? How do we do business? Doors are closed. Can't talk to people. Can't see people. If you could like pinpoint one or two things, like what were the one or two big things that people were dealing with? I think one of the first comments that you made to me when we started this were that business owners or entrepreneurs are stubborn. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the number one thing that really picked business owners. 
because what did we all have to do? We all had to change. Change, right. And so I'm sure you hear it just like I do all the time. But we've been doing it this way forever and it worked. The right? worst sentence ever. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. But I will say, and with as much horrible things that came out of the pandemic, right. one of the positives that I see that came out of it was that it made us get real with our crap. And for companies that were willing to really take a look and determine that, okay, we can pivot and we can go remote and save money here, or we can change this model and sell here. For some, we can close our doors right now. It's time. Boom. Right. And that sucks. I mean, like, I'll just tell you, saying that to you, I've got two or three clients that had to make that decision and my heart still goes out to them. But it was the right move at the right time and they did it and it was good for them. And a couple of those clients, they've got a new business today and they're doing right. They reinvent themselves. Exactly. An opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I have been selling Zoom since 2014 and nobody knew what Zoom was, right? Now we live in Zoom. Right. I remember taking video conferencing into clients as a sales rep and people going, what? I don't want to do that. That's weird. Nobody's going to, you know, like talking about siloing and people are like, what is this? You know? <laughs> and, you know, it was such a big deal. And Microsoft had come out with a Zoom tablet and everybody's like, oh, what's the difference? It's not even the same thing, folks. Now Zoom is like a household. Everybody knows what it is. The stock went through the market, you know, like, but it took something as big as a pandemic right. for people to do that. I coach in every time zone in the U.S. Why? Because of Zoom. Right. Right. So I think that under the question that you asked me, under that pretense, the one thing it helped was it made entrepreneurs who would not look outside the box, who would not pivot, get the hell out of their own way. Right. I love that. Face the truth, face the honesty within yourself and your organization. And if you want to succeed, grow, stay in existence, whatever it is, get the hell out of the, your own way. And let's just be authentic here. I am the same way. I have two friends who are also very successful business owners. And when I feel that like stutter or I can see it start to happen, I'm like, okay, hey guys, I need a lunch or like I need a happy hour, right? And we go and they have to like give it to me straight. And I tell people all the time, I'm the six foot mouthy blonde. You don't coach with me because you want me to pat you on the shoulder and tell right. you that your mommy loves you and that you're beautiful and strong. I mean, like I'll tell you that you're beautiful and strong and I, that I believe in you and all those things. But I am a six foot mouthy blonde for a reason. You hire me to be blunt. You hire me to look at your team and tell you, if you want the next step, here we go. Right. This is what we're going to do. And you can tell me no. I'm a big girl, right? Right. My mama raised me to be, you know, like, I got you, girl. We're in. However, that is not why you hire a coach. You hire a coach because you want to go somewhere else. Right. You can Google coach or look up coach on LinkedIn. I mean, like, there are a million of them, right? In fact... I put on a whole coaches forum once a, once a month and we all get together and we chat about it. How wonderful we all are, right? Like, you right, want right. smoke? We'll get you smoke. But when you work with us, we are there to move you. And I would not do you service unless I moved you. And I have to do the same thing with my business. I surround myself with people who say, Kat, you're wrong. It's time to do something different. Oh, yeah. We all need and that reality check. 
Exactly. Exactly. So I am my own best student as often as I can. And, you know, like it may be uncomfortable and I might need a moment, but, I, you know, well, like I'll, I'll take it. It's part of the uh, the entrepreneur hat that we wear, right? That's right. That's right. So, Kat, thank you. So, I mean, we could talk for another hour and a half. Sure. Thank you so much for being here and, yes. and sharing your experience and your what you do and how you interact with your clients. Just give a quick shout out, maybe how the listeners find you, your yeah. your program that you just mentioned. Oh, yeah. So the best ways to connect with us are typically on LinkedIn. I think Kat Fry and the coaches at Oxygen Coaching Group tons of free tips and tricks. And like I said, you can get on our round tables. We'd love to have you. But you can also connect with me on Instagram and uh, we do all kinds of shenanigans and great tips and healthy ways of living and things. So you can do that at Cat Fry and the Oxygen Coaches. And we'd love to have you as a part of that community as well. And even if you don't buy from us, we're happy to just have you a part of the community. And if anything, the pandemic has taught us you don't need isolation, just find a community right. and love your tribe hard. Right. The, the diehard Zoom user. You were teaching everyone else how to use Zoom, right? <laughs> you know, I uh, think that the isolation thing has always been my jam, but then the pandemic did it for real. And right, right. we're going to do a whole series on women in business in October. And again, find your tribe and love them hard. And right. it's, there's always a community to be a part of. And we'd love to have you as a part of the oxygen community. And, and we're thankful that you're a part of our community as well. Thank you so much, Kat. It was great to spend this time with you. I really appreciate it. Of course. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for having us. Thanks. So to our audience, thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you got some good nuggets there. Kat is fabulous. Reach out to her, connect with her LinkedIn, Instagram, and check out all the episodes of Pathways to Profitability and have a wonderful day. That's it for today's episode of Pathways to Profitability. Remember to ask yourself, where can I pay my success forward today?